Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 130, The Short Life of a Bride. When I first met my husband, he introduced me to one of his law professors who had been married for many years. He referred to his own wife as my bride. They were in their 50s, which at the time I thought was pretty old, (laughs) not so much anymore, and they had a 30-plus year marriage. I thought that was such a lovely way to describe your wife. Kind of nostalgic, tenderly, lovely. I hoped in our marriage Michael would always describe me that way. As I look back over our almost 38 years of marriage, I find that more often than not, I was the mom, the enforcer, the money minder, the wife, sometimes my husband's mother although I don't like to claim that one, but not his bride as much as I would have liked. It seemed that my many different roles in our marriage and family took over who I had been before I realized it. When we were first married, we had next to nothing. Well, we had my parents' used furniture and some wedding gifts. A particular favorite was an 11-inch black-and-white TV. And I was a teacher at $10,500 a year, thank you very much, and Michael was a third-year law student with a part-time job. So I was budget minder. I took on the role of making sure we had enough for the ground beef and hot dogs that were our staple. And there's nothing like being a money hawk that takes away your carefree attitude love for life. I focused so much on money that almost overnight, I think, I lost that sense of freedom, of trust, of carefree love that we had before we married. As we struggled to get pregnant our first two years, I lost all sense of joyful intimacy as we used NFP to navigate fertile, infertile times. We had a mission to accomplish, pregnancy, and that was serious business. Time now? Not time now. You get the picture. And when we finally conceived, I was pregnant. Not bride-like, for sure. Super, super sick, worried about miscarrying, focused on the baby, making it to term, and not at all interested in, well, not interested in anything that involved another human being touching me. As the children came, oh boy, does God have a sense of humor, We had our first six children in eight years. I certainly became mom. The children had most of my attention. To be fair, they had most of our attention. And so we were not focused so much on our marriage relationship, but rather we were focused on creating a loving, faith-filled family. A good thing, to be sure. But where did the bride go? What happened to us almost immediately after we walked down the aisle. 
It's amazing how quickly we change from nurturing a love with excitement, tenderness, empathy, affection, humor, and passion to married, now let's move on with life. As I grew older, I realized how much a part of me had been dormant. Maybe out of necessity, because after all, life is busy and children are demanding. But I wanted to be his bride again. I want my husband to see me in our marriage as the innocent, sweet, youthful, flirty girl he fell in love with, whether I'm 22, 35, or 60. But that requires me to love and find that woman again and to be intentional about creating her. I want to take care of myself as much as I did when I was trying to snatch him. I want to take care of myself for myself so that I have the confidence that is attractive to him. I want to use the kind words that I did when we were dating. I want to show him my respect and accept him, faults and all, as I did when we were engaged. We overlook our boyfriend, fiancé's faults when we're dating and engaged. Why do we focus so much on them after we're married? Why do we expect the imperfect to be the perfect. If you find this resonates with you, I have good news. It is never too late to stop, reassess, and change course. Sitting down and really praying about who you were, who you are, and who you would like to be is an important exercise that we should all do on a regular basis. Sort of checking in with yourself. Life gets so busy that we sometimes feel like we're on a roller coaster and every time we get to the end of one ride, rather than getting off and considering a new ride, we just go again and again until maybe we throw up. (laughs) Never really taking the time to consider what is best for us and our relationships. I have also heard from young women that I coach that their husbands no longer spoil them or treat them as they did when they were dating. I think men have the same issues we have. Once we're married, we forget the tenderness we had. But I'm also convinced that if we as women, as the wife, lead with tenderness, respect, and affection, they will respond. I have seen it over and over again. Let's be the first in the relationship to change course. I am always amazed at how my actions affect my husband's actions. When I show kindness and thoughtfulness, he begins to show more to me, in different ways than I did, but there is clearly a renewed appreciation and spirit of service towards me. Nagging and complaining and pointing out his faults never work. Showing him love and a spirit of gentleness and service always brings changes in him. And to be fair, the reverse is also true. When Michael is more thoughtful and kinder, I want to do the same for him. So here's a small list of ways we can be more our husband's bride and less manager-in-chief of him and the family. Because as it happens... We were his bride first and should seek to always be. All right, here's some ideas. 
kiss him in the morning and when you see him after work. Like, really kiss him. No peck on the cheek. Give him a tender, I'm happy to see you kiss and look into his eyes. Smile. Shower. (laughs) Seems obvious, but shower. Do your hair. Put makeup on as you did before you married. And if you didn't wear makeup in your young life, maybe now it's time to look in the mirror and see if you can spruce things up a bit. I remember that it took me 45 minutes to get ready for a date, carefully choosing the best outfit, doing my hair and makeup. Then after we got married, it was just too much trouble. What a bait and switch thing to do to my husband. Give him the woman he married. Show him physical affection. Take his hand. Give him random hugs. Write little notes to him telling him how much you love him and appreciate all that he does for you and the family. Ask him what his favorite meal is and make it every few weeks. Waste time with him doing what he wants to do. And if you ask him what do you want to do and he says, I don't know, maybe it's because you haven't asked before or given him the space to think about what he would really like to do. Put the phone down when you are together. If you find that he has his phone out a lot when you're together, have a loving, not a nagging or critical discussion about the phone distraction and how you both can work to keep that to a minimum. So think of ways in your own life where you can reach back to that woman who was caught up in the falling in love stage. Think about who you really are without the stresses, responsibilities, and hurts that have attached themselves over the years to you. Then ask him. Ask him what he loved about you when you were dating. Don't let your feelings get hurt. Be humble and see where he needs you. If you commit to your husband with tenderness, action, and thoughtfulness, I guarantee you will see a change in him as well. Be his bride. If you need a coach to help you create the marriage that you really want, I invite you to go to JanetQuinlan.com, sign up for a free consult with me. It's a 30-minute time where we can get together and talk about what's going on in your marriage. And I can show you how to create goals that will create the life you want. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.